welcome to the Coach's Wife Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from what it's really like being married to a coach, how we deal with critical fans, the ministry of the coaching family, and everything in between. I'm your host, Kayla Fox, wife of a high school football coach and founder of the Fly Fox Apparel, a Coach's Wife Boutique. Whether you're on your way to team dinner or picking up the slack at home while coach is at work, huddle up and rest assured, you can find joy and community as a coach's wife. And it can all start right here. Hey, coaches' wives. It's your biggest cheerleader, Kayla Fox here. I just wanted to address the chaos that is happening out there in the world and in particular to many of our upcoming seasons. I know we are feeling it. The pressure on our finances, the weight of the season, we're all fighting and scrapping our way through the rules that change sometimes twice daily in search of hope and stability. COVID is ugly and it has shook our world and I'm not downplaying any of that. I've known many people who have had it and some who have passed away from it, and it's awful and devastating and serious. So believe me, I'm not downplaying the seriousness of this virus, but I refuse to give it any more credit than it deserves because as powerful and as ugly as this virus is, it pales in comparison to how powerful and beautiful our God is. I refuse to give Satan the satisfaction of watching me struggle against the aftermath of the fall any more than I already do. And is it the end times? I don't know. I mean, nobody knows. But here's what I know about the end times. It's not really the end. The end times are simply the prequel, the beginning of eternity in heaven with Jesus for those who believe in him. And again, I'm not downplaying our troubles here. I'm just magnifying the great things to come because of how good and gracious our God is. Coaches' wives, they can take our seasons, but they can't take our joy because our joy is not found in what the world offers us. Our joy is found in Jesus and nothing can take him away from us. It's a battle, and I'm. it's not against the government or the health department or coronavirus even. It, this is a battle for the hearts and minds of ourselves, of our families, of our communities. Our battles are not against flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual forces of evil. And it's heavy, isn't it? But there's good news. The war is already won. God is on his throne, and Jesus Christ, who paid our debt, is at his right hand, praying for us on our behalf. You guys, God knows how hard this is for all of us, and he hates it. It breaks his heart. Our God is not just alive, but he is compassionate and loving and good. We are not alone. They are watching over us and listening to our prayers. I'm talking about God and Jesus here and working all things together for good. And meanwhile, God was gracious enough to send us his Holy Spirit. If you believe Jesus is who he says he is and have chosen to live for him, the Holy Spirit is the helper. He's the voice inside us prompting us with where to go and what to say and what not to say. Jesus actually said before he ascended into heaven that we were actually better off with the Holy Spirit over Jesus himself. We are going to be okay. 
And a lot of us are familiar with the verse Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. That verse has been taken out of context at least like 5 million times. So let's break it down just a little bit right now, because I think you're going to take great comfort in what God is promising us here. Jeremiah was writing to the exiles who were in captivity in Babylon at that time. So he wrote to them and he said, starting in verse 5, Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters and find wives for your sons and give your daughter in marriage so that they too can have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When the 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you and bring you back from captivity. So that was a mouthful. Let's break it down here. In other words, God's message for the slaves that were suffering in captivity. That's who his message was for. So he said, I know you're suffering. I know you're looking for the day when it's all over. But while you wait, make the most of it. Make today as beautiful as possible. Do the things I have called you to do. Grow your families, cook good food, grow your businesses, take care of what you've been given, be peacemakers. Make the situation beautiful, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you. Pray for the people who are persecuting you. Pray for the enemies right now. This isn't forever. Don't get caught up in the quarrels and let the enemy confuse you and turn you against each other. I will make good on my promise and I will rescue you when the time is right and not a moment sooner. We thankfully are not being held captive by Babylon, but we are under the curse of the fall. We as humans here on earth struggle with things like mental illness and betrayal, loss, stress, and sickness, and yes, even COVID-19. This is hard. But I believe God's message for us today is the same as it was back in Jeremiah's day. Don't wallow. Don't look for shortcuts. Don't turn somewhere else for answers. Rather, trust in him. Trust in his goodness. Trust in his timing. And trust his plan to rescue us. And while we wait, while we wait for things like COVID to stop bringing us down, while we wait for him to make all things right, bring him great joy by doing all the things he created us to do. Make breakfast in the morning. Wash your dishes. Mow your yard. Cultivate the land and grow in numbers. Do you know what that means? That means go have some sex with your husband. Grow your families and encourage your children to grow and marry someone wonderful so they too can have sex and have babies. I'm not being crude. This is what God actually called us to do, to be humans. And he created us to be and to do the human things that we were called to do. Not to sit in fear. Not to sit on the couch in our living rooms every night watching the news. 
not to make a habit to wake up every day and check on the coronavirus stats that day, or even, dare I say it, see what the other teams are doing this season. Listen, I'm not implying that we should not inform ourselves what's going on in the world. I am very much saying that this is simply, that wasn't God's plan for us. God's plan for us wasn't to stay informed. His plan for us is so much bigger and more beautiful and even more simple than that. We were called to be people who love people and love him. That's it. That's as simple as it gets. C.S. Lewis wrote in 1948 about living during the age of the atomic, atomic bomb. He says, in one way, we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply, why, just as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived in the Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat in the night, or indeed, as you are already living in the age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madame, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was ever invented. And quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We have indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics. But we still have that. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made. The first action to be taken over is to pull ourselves together. If we are going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it finds us, when it comes, oh, sorry, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep, thinking about atomic bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that. But they need not dominate our minds. I loved reading that. Guys, your stress and your heartbreak over the virus and your season is real and valid. And trust me, I totally get it. 2020 has been anything but easy. And you have every right to cry and be angry and sad and scared. I get it. But promise me, promise me when you're done, you will pick yourself up and be the human God created you to be. Seek him and experience the joy he offers us. Coaches, wives, let's glorify him today by watering our flowers and hugging our kids and encouraging our husbands. And let's trust that while we don't know God's plan or his timing, he does. He knows. That is all we need to know. Until next time, I'll be over here cheering you on. If this episode encouraged you today, I'd love it if you take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. Your downloads and feedback will help me to deliver the best content that meets you right where you are. If you're a coach's wife who could use a little pep talk once in a while, check out the Fly Fox Apparel. It's a coach's wife boutique and online community designed to bring joy and encouragement to every coach's wife. To learn more, head to theflyfoxapparel.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Fly Fox Apparel. That's F-L-Y-F-O-X apparel.